We know now that in the early years of the 20th century, this world was being watched closely by intelligences greater than man's. Men from Modo. Digital strategy with Car Young Tom, Josh Frankel, and Kenji Egashira. Intellect, vast, cool, and unsympathetic. Broadcast to the world with the uncanny help of Mana Deprived and FaceToFaceGames.com. We are on the air, so welcome to episode number nine of Men From Nodo. This is KYT with Josh Frankel. Hi. Kenji uh, couldn't join us tonight, but we have someone from the Man of the Pride family, Travis Sowers. How's it going? My buddy from Providence. And this is my team from Providence, actually. Actually, how's it going, Travis? Doing good, man. <laughs> the gang's all here. Now, Josh can't make it for... Uh, GP Portland, but he's going to try to make it up for us to instill some limited knowledge on us, aren't you, Josh? I'll do my best. <laughs> it's usually good enough. I'm counting on you. Okay, so uh, we're just going to get right into it, uh, into some of the questions that I have after watching the Pro Tour and uh, after having drafted the format a bit myself, not as much as Travis, not probably not nearly as much as you, you either, Josh. Yeah, I've oh. done. I've done a good. Uh, I've got. I've done my fair share, so far. I've done. Uh... <laughs> um, for me, as a as someone that I, I mean, we had the same game plan going into GP Providence, where we finished fifth, with you guys being more experienced and me telling guys just like, give me a good deck and I'll help. I'll try to X two X one or X O end up X one day one. So I was happy yeah. I didn't screw us up. <laughs> um, so the Pro Tour, the, one of the cool things for me, and I think one of my friends, Toby Rosman, said that, I, I didn't catch the entire coverage, but he mentioned how Jeremy Dazani mentioned how he, he may have broken the format, and one of the decks that he drafted was like a blue-red deck with Ensoul Artifact. I don't know how many copies he had, but he also had two Dark Steel Citadels in the deck. So I want you to know your experience first, you, Josh, playing against it or drafting it yourself. Um, I, I've looked for it a couple times. Uh, I've played it against it a couple times. It was, it, it never got there um, when I, in, in the games I was in. I, I, I had someone turn two uh, or turn three with haste. I don't remember which one, but I, I, I ended up winning that game handily. Um, it's not, I mean, not that you're always going to do it, but I mean, it's not, it's not even that, like, Considering what you have to, the, the hoops you have to jump through to to make it work, it's not it's not that invincible. Like even on a Dark Steel Citadel, there's a lot of bounce in the format. Uh, a five five uh, a five five indestructible is not even in uh, like impossible to race. Considering some of the decks, like like a, like look at look at the white green convoke, which is like really like it's a heavily supported uh, archetype. In, in the format, and, and, and one you're going to see in every pod, uh, with almost without a doubt. Um, it's... It, I, because, like, I mean, if, if it was easy to put together, sure, but, like, you're, you're running Dark Sail Citadels, which come at a cost, because they're colorless lands, or you're running Ornithopters, which do absolutely nothing, nothing. if you don't have the insole, or almost not, like, unless you have, like, all the 
the hill giants that that get that get, that get the bonus like ornithopter is really not what you want to be running um i, I where i've looked for it is in actually in white blue okay. where you can actually look for the the uh where you have that white the white one two yeah, that's pilgrim. just that that's the guy uh, pilgrim at oh. Which you can, bad. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's where I've 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 like kept my eye on it out for it. I don't I don't I'm still not gonna aggressively draft it. Like you, it's even I'm sure even Dizani like when 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 he said he broke the format. I'm I'm sure what he what he's what he's counting on is for it to come back. It's not. I don't think it's the kind of card you want to take early. The the power. I guess the power behind that is that. Both the Citadel and the Insul Artifact are, are cards you plan on getting to come back, so you get to take the good blue cards early, or the good red cards early, and then it's it's just something you can all, if you notice it in your first few packs, you can you can kind of count on it coming back. So I I mean there there is some power to that, but I I, I don't know if I would uh, jump through too many hoops to uh, to put it together. Travis, your thoughts? There's too many tools in the set to stop it. Like, it's cool, and you can pull it off. I've, I've never tried to play it. If I'm going artifacts, I'm interested in the red version. Uh, shrapnel blasting someone, sacrificing your Scuttling Doom engine is a lot of fun. <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Uh, wor- works out pretty good. And that's the spectrum I'd rather be on. The Insole Artifact is not something I want. Like, there's just so much destroy all enchantments in green. Then you've got Naturalize. Then you've got the Reclamation Sage. White has Solemn Offering. Blue has Bounce. Like, everybody has something they can do to make your 5-5 five five suck. Flight can stab wound it. That's what I want to be searching with. Uh, na- naturalize, I, and I think Naturalize is, is something that you're you're not embarrassed to main deck. Not at all. So, I mean, you you rather just have a couple rep, reclam, uh, one or two Reclamation Sages, <laughs> but uh, there's enough targets that you can run... Uh, yeah, I, I I agree, and I found Void Snare to be a great way. I've started main decking those. I don't really like it, but if people are going to go with those shenanigans, if they put <laughs> it on an, an Ornithopter, you can just bounce the Ornithopter. But they get to replay it for free, so... Yeah, you do lose some value there. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, it's interesting you mentioned that. In one of my drafts, I felt like I, I, I had purposely drafted two Naturalizes in order to be able to sideboard them, and they were both really good in... Uh, Especially when I was able to pop an Ornithopter with Insole Artifact on it, so that yep. that felt very high value. I mean, look, if you're if you're if you have if you're already gonna run a Shrapnel Blast, like if your deck is is like, so that's what I mean. Red, I guess I guess what he's saying is red blue. Like if you if you have a deck that's gonna run Shrapnel Blast, it's probably also a deck that that wouldn't mind running uh, Insole Artifact. So like just as an extra piece of that deck, I could see it. And and definitely feels good when you when you combo out, I'm sure. It just feels like a high variance thing to me. Like you've got two cards in white that exile it. The Pillar of Light and what's the other one? The Vanishing Light, I think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean the pillar pillar being common. Yeah. Yeah. And like that just Dark Steel Citadel, five five indestructible. All right, exile it. Next. Yeah. Okay, so but are you guys happily Still playing them if if they come. To oh yeah, yeah. Oh, if it if it comes together and and I'm not sacrificing 
the, the key for me is I'm not sacri- like I I I'm, I'd be happy to have the option to play them. Like whether or not I I I, I feel my deck needs it or or if it's con- going to be consistent enough or how good's the rest of my deck. But I, I mean I'd be happy to have the option as long as I'm not giving up um like legitimate more consistent picks for it. Like if I'm picking them up 12th and I happen to have uh you know a, a pretty solid mana base and and some free dark seal citadels I picked up late. I I I'd be happy and and like uh, and I also have like a couple other cards that care about artifacts. I, I'd be happy to run it. I just don't want to. Uh, I just don't want to like warp my draft to make it happen. Okay. I don't think the payoff's high enough. Okay, keeping with the cards that are sort of on the fringe or considered fringe, I've recently seen. Josh uh, tweet a picture of his deck featuring mm-hmm. Necromancer stockpile with a bunch of zombies. So I gotta know, like, if it just happens. But the thing is about about GP Portland that's different from GP Providence is that day two will be, I believe, from what I know, because I haven't played Team Seal since then, Seal two with a fresh sealed and not draft. So I don't have to ask Travis and Flaming Sheep for their drafting um, advice. So I did pretty good in Providence. Um, so what well, you do when you make case. when you make top four, you you need to right, do. right. So just in case we make top four, which we're hoping. What's this in case shit? No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> um, is Necromancer's stockpile a potential? Like, how how did it all happen? Oh, uh, okay. Well, um, I, I actually, I, I'm not a hundred percent sure I should have even run. The, the the enchantment it worked out really well. Like every time I drew it, I drew multiple zombies. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a giant sack. But, um, uh, to, uh, like, it was borderline. I only had three of those three one zombies. Those are my only, only zombies. Um, but, uh, like, my deck, the, the thing for me there, the, the, the zombies happened to be just really good in my deck. I had the double raised dead, two of the, uh, the bring anything back. Right. From either graveyard right into play. And I was running, like, some, I had some huge bombs. I had uh, Scuttling, six mana artifact. Doom Engine. Doom Engine. I had the 4 4 Angel that gains you 17 life or whatever. Um, I had uh, I had the seven mana searcher wherever for an aura, with, which I don't really like, but it's pretty good when you can, like, reanimate it. And you have plus two plus two uh, protection from the world in your deck. Like this was a really corner case of a deck. Like it was awesome. I three of the draft easily. Uh, it was one of, one of the best decks I could possibly hope for in the format. Uh, but but that was that, that's how it happened. I was running the three three ones anyways. Um, I th- I felt like even just for value, I could early on uh, discard some of my bombs. To just reanimate later, just for some early game. Um, even if I'm even if I'm not going to reanimate them straight into play, I can even just like bring two back later and have some two tours early, and and then to, to stall the board until I until I had the late game. So it was sort of just the perfect storm. I don't think it's a, a real thing. I wouldn't <laughs> I wouldn't take it early and then just look for all the three ones. You you really need the right deck to I I think you really need the right deck to come together. But that I mean, that was awesome. And like I had, I had two starting hands with that, two zombies 
and double raise dead, and you can't lose really from there. So just well, playing like two anything... mana sh shaman of whatever over and over again. Uh, it's pretty good in this format. Two twos are like that's like the format is two twos until turn seven or something. So so anything less than that, you you may not. It, oh it yeah, no, this, this, <laughs> and I, even here I thought it was borderline, but I was happy I ran it. Like I think I think I I, I actually could have. I think I, I actually underestimated it a little bit because I, I almost cut it, uh, but uh, and it was it was actually really good in my deck, but uh, yeah you know like this is something I I think happens like one <laughs> out of ten maybe one out of twenty drafts where you're black probably like one out of twenty drafts where you're black not just one out of twenty drafts one out of twenty drafts that you are in black like this uh, how many times before the season ends do you think you'll have a good stuff oh, out well, well now i might like look for it a little bit <laughs> so awesome but like how many times should i have it not many like maybe a couple more times if i if i continue playing as much as i have been so okay now uh, we we've got this little question apps i don't know if everyone knows how to use it i don't know how it works from the other end from us broadcasting so uh but i'm seeing one question last time it took me a while before i finally saw the list but now we have to saw a list and, and i've selected one and travis you will answer this and it's it's not a hard one but it's an interesting one so my friend barry hum asked pack one pick one do you take anything over over spectral ward <laughs> uh probably not <laughs> there we go. Question one done. <laughs> Probably not. I'll I'll go in for that. I mean, like lightning strike's going to give it some some competition. Stab wound's going to give it some competition. Uh, triplicate right. triplicate spirits. I might actually take over that. Can I, I, can I chime in? Of course, of course, Josh. I don't think there's any card in the format you take over special war. Whoa. I think it's I think it's totally unbeatable. It's it's the it's the best card in the set. Including Planeswalkers, best card in the set. Over Planeswalkers? Yeah. Fair enough. The man has spoken. <laughs> you be, uh, because because there's a a three mana common that just fetches it. Finds it, yeah. Like you pack one, pick one. That you just sculpt a deck and and like you start taking stupid things. Like you can just make a consistent deck that gets to drop it on a lifelinker or something because like you just start. Warping oh, all your picks, Pegasus. you put on a Pegasus, you put on a like the two-one life link or whatever, 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 and then you start taking stupid things like uh, you can even go in green and take like uh, plus one plus one hexproof for one mana, just things that let you assemble that, and it's really, really, really tough to uh, to beat a deck that that started building on building around it from pack one. I, that's what I think. Yeah, I think I'd look at the other cards and wonder, and then take the the spectral ward. <laughs> uh, one of the cool things about the the pilgrim uh, allowed Ben Stark from the other side. It's it's a match that I recommend anyone watch because it was really fun. It was one either round one or two, Ben Stark uh, against uh, Cunio, and Cunio searched uh, for the spectral ward. Uh, with with the pilgrim, but then um, I forget who actually won the match. But Ben, or, or that particular game, Cunio ended up winning the match. But that particular game, Ben Stark was able. He didn't have peel from reality in his hand, but he played as Spent if he it. had it. 
Yeah. yeah. And and it mattered because if Cunio had just slammed it, he would have won that game very easily. But by repping Peel for like several turns, I think Cunio didn't even cast it until much, 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 much later. So that was like just watching that was freaking awesome. But you can only do that against somebody of that caliber. Like if you're at your local game store playing the dude that's playing <laughs> second draft and you just search for the spectral ward, he's gonna play it. He won't know what you're repping, and he won't care. He'll just be like, slam, done, you're dead. So th I liked that because it got me thinking of when I can use those. If we're sitting across the table and I know who I'm playing, I can absolutely do that. But if I don't, I probably shouldn't try something like that. <laughs> I mean, you know, if, like, even then, like, the, like I would play a one, two for three that said, okay, now you can now now you lost two mana for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. <laughs> I mean, it was it was very good just to just to watch it happen. And I, I have to go back. I think Ben ended up maybe winning the game because of that. I was able to to erase uh, Cunio, um, but uh, just to be able to see that. And you know, I I hear a lot of people talk about how how good Stark is, and even my friend Alex Hain thinks Stark is one of the players that that he feels is better than him. That he knows for sure is better than him. It was just like a treat to be able to see. Uh, and everyone's like, "What mastery!" <laughs> like that's I was filling the chat and and all the Twitter. Um. So Travis, um, talk about your experience so far about the format. I've jammed as many drafts and seals as I can um, to try to get preparation. And it's a weird format for what we're going to do because, like, neither one of those is exactly preparation for what we're doing. Um, I've gone in the draft where, like, round one, I faced the guy that's doing the five-color deck. I'm like, that's why the draft was a little wonky because you're just taking all the good stuff in every Evolving Wilds you see. Um, I tried to draft a Slivers deck once. Uh, that, that didn't work. No, there's um, no Slivers deck. There's not a sliver stack. But I, I feel like combining the sealed experience with the draft experience leads me somewhere close to what we're trying to do. And my... I, I, I would think that uh, I haven't actually cracked whatever it is, 12, 12 packs, and tried to yeah. make three decks out of it. But uh, I, I, I think that normal sealed would... My guess, normal sealed's probably just completely useless, and it's going to play out very, very close to draft. You're uh, right, but it I only works if the people draft like real decks. Oh well, yeah, I mean, sure, sure, sure. So yeah. like the couple of drafts where you get that guy or the dude that first picks the insole artifact. But, but even then, even then, like, um, like that guy sort of made things wonky for him. But you know, like taking the guy taking all the good stuff, like that's not even like good stuff isn't even what most of the draft decks are yeah. actually interested in. Yeah, like it's it's a it, it seems like a, a lot of the archetypes are just because when you look at because when you look at the commons how, how uh, what what each color has at common, um, you, you don't you don't have too many. There's a few like just obviously very powerful cards in a vacuum, but most of them sort of just put you towards this one yeah. like this one deck, and you sort of have to make do with them because those are what you get get at common. You're not gonna you're not gonna get, you know, twelve on color uncommons in most drafts. So yeah. you like that that sort of really shapes what 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 the the draft format looks like. It, it takes away a little bit of the depth, but 
I mean, I, 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 I think like even if there is a good stuff deck in a format, it doesn't really warp the draft too that much. much too much what the what the real decks are going to look like. You're probably right. What do you guys feel about color rankings? Like, I felt like red is probably the best, with white being close, black in the middle, and then green and blue somewhere at the bottom. Um, I don't, I don't know that I would rank the colors. I would rank the decks. The the yeah. Um, like I think the best deck by by far is white green when assuming it comes together, and even sometimes when it doesn't come together. Um, I, I also really like red-blue. Yeah. Um, I, I like red-blue because it's one of the few combinations that can actually uh, play both a very aggressive deck and a more controlling deck, uh, or even something in between sometimes. Uh, mm -hmm. Red-blue, you can really sort of adapt to what, what cards uh, are, are coming. Um, but uh, I think even black-green, black-green, if, if I'm green, I... I probably want to be white or black. or black, but but like at least they're like they want two totally different sets of green cards. So um, yeah, I, I think those those are the those are the archetypes I find myself drafting uh, the most, and then I I think that's at sort of the top tier, and then after that are the other pairings. Uh, so the other pairings I, I think can be can be really good too, but I think they they rely more on the on the uncommons to sort of make them happen, uh, like white. I've had white black decks be very good, but you're there. You're looking at more of the uh, the uncommons and the rares to sort of push you in that direction for yeah. it to be for it to be good. Blue, even blue, blue green can have some nice energies in it, uh, but but it, I I feel like you just prefer to those blue cards with with another color in in general. Evasion has also seemed ridiculously strong in in this set as opposed to other ones. Like it feels like you've got a little more time to get your your birds out and beat some face with them. Um, I'm not sure that that I've shared that that experience so much. Uh, curve is really important. Curve is yeah. curve is very very important. Um. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, like evasion. Maybe evasion is like a little bit more important than just because like the the size of creatures are 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 kind of uh, like they all sort of trade with each other um, in the early parts of the curve. So maybe cur like like evasion is probably more important here than it is in in Theros or in uh, Ravnica, where like you have access to things that just dominate the board on the ground really early, like these really sort of overpowered creatures, mm -hmm. or, uh, or, yeah, but, uh, yeah. It just feels like there's kind of the big green-white deck where they're pulling out, what is the Siege Worms, is that the one? Siege Worm, uh, the Convoke, 5-5 five, five Convoke, and then there's the Angel yeah. at Uncommon. Yeah. It, it, it feels like you're, you're if you're playing against that deck, one of your options is to try to get rid of their weenies and poke them to death in the air. You know, two or three, maybe four a turn, is a little more than a poke if you can get a couple of Welkin turns going or maybe some crows. The, pr the problem with Welkin turn is that it, they just play triplicate spirits and, and then uh, you're that looks really embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. And it's and that's a common. <laughs> yeah. And, that, and that's why that guy is drafting green white because he had you know. 
I've, I've, what I've found to be, uh, like, be, because, because the archetypes are, are, seem really, really well defined, um, I found that, like, uh, the way you really want to combat some of these decks are, are to take the sideboard cards a little bit more aggressively. Like, uh, as soon as I know I might be black or that I can even splash for black, I, I take minus one, minus one uh, to non-black creatures, Fester. Fester Gloom. Fester Bloom. I take that very aggressively. The first one especially I take very aggressively. I'm, ha- I'm ecstatic to have, if I'm a black deck, I'm ecstatic to have access to three between uh, main deck and sideboard. Uh, it's not. It, it's especially for the white green deck, but it's still really good against a lot of blue decks and red decks. Yeah. Um, and black decks. Uh, no, no, it's not good against black decks. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you can snipe a sable. Yeah. No, it's um, it's. Josh, are you main decking these? Like, um, oh. I felt I felt personally in my experience that it was. I always wanted it if I knew I was like the main black drafter at the table, just because it cleans up a certain card from every single other color. So what what do, what do you think? Um, I, I'll I, I want like I'm, I I I will want one main deck. Uh, sometimes I'll decide that instead of that in my main I'll run something like uh, Crippling Blight or um, uh, like uh, what's the red one drop that pinks something or Forge like, Devil. Devil. Forge Devil. Like if I, if I have an access to a card like that that sort of fits the slot, I might decide that that's can take the slot of it in main. Um, especially, especially if I have some non-black X ones in the deck, um, but I, I'm usually I, I, I usually want something like that. Like if I don't have any of the other stuff, I I'll, I'll almost always run one main. Um, but I, I I I actually will take them aggressively if I'm like green blue or something, and I'll still take the first one aggressively so I can splash it out of the board, like. <laughs> My friend Barry was taking aggressively because he was drafting the model red goblins deck, and it was, and he was seeing them pass, and he's like, "This is the one card that just totally fucks me." No. So he just slams them down. Uh, what about you, Travis? Have you played with this? Uh, do you think it's main deckable? I've main deck one on and off. So, what's your take? I'm very happy to main deck one, even if I have X ones of another color. Like it, nothing beats triplicate spirits. You know, like loyal Cathar. Um, raise the alarm, trick book, good spirits, sanctimonious charge or whatever, and you're dead. Like, screw that guy. I'm going to have one in my deck, and I've probably got two more in my sideboard. I'm, I'm right there with Josh on this. I actually uh, just, just, I think it was yesterday, actually, um, I, had a, I had a black-green splashing blue deck, and uh, I had one of the main, but I had two more in the sideboard, uh, along with... Uh, a card I never played before, but there's a two-mana aura that gives lifelink. Okay. And it, your creature eternal gets plus thirst. one plus one. Yeah, Eternal Thirst. Your creature gets plus one plus one every time an opponent's creature died. I actually, like, I played against two decks that had multiple triplicate spirits and raised the alarms, and I just completely warped my deck my entire plan. <laughs> was... What? And it got there. It was insane. It was totally. They could not beat that. They could not beat. Uh, just like me putting that on a guy and then and just then killing your team. I just kill like three things and they can never race me anymore. I'm just bashing them with a giant levelinger. It was awesome. <laughs> I, I I was lucky. I wow. played against two decks like that that just could not beat. Like 
a lot of the time they just couldn't beat the the the, the first fester or whatever but uh, one of them was like the actual nut white green deck and uh, I, I I won the match uh, assembling that combo in in in, uh, in in games two and three it felt good <laughs> that's disgusting um, Josh mentioned something about the the format playing out more like draft and sealed um Travis I, like I didn't I didn't I didn't really know this in in it wasn't really much of an issue I think in uh, in in our uh, dragons maze I mean our uh, Ravnica block sealed because I felt I had a really aggressive deck that I'm always gonna be on I always want to be on the play so is it so for team sealed do you see like all three of us wanting more the play than, than the draw absolutely absolutely. There are very few archetypes in this format that would that would like to uh, that, that would that, that would like to draw first if they knew they could. Like if they knew that they could have like if they knew that they didn't have to worry about just getting uh, curved out of the game. There are very few. There most decks want to just be curving their opponent out of the game. Um, so like even if even if once in a while you're gonna have a control deck where you'd like to draw first, the chances of your opponent being on the same plan or is just so slim. I think my question mainly is not the plan, but is like, because I know I have an experience, it's like 12 packs enough to make sure you have like three decks that like, they all they all want to be on a play, is, is more my question, Josh. Well, y yes, because because you're, uh, you're basically going to split it up between three archetypes. Okay. And, and that's just the, arc the, the archetypes that are available that are, as they're defined by the commons, um, are 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 mostly uh, going to be on the aggressive side, or or, or uh, like you're gonna you're gonna be playing every pair of three people almost is gonna have a really nice uh, convoke deck. Uh, maybe not always gonna be white green, but like someone's gonna be playing all their triplicate spirits. Yeah. Um, uh, you're 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 likely to open. I, I think you're likely to open more than one in twelve packs. So. Like uh, even it, I, I, I think like every three probably has a control a good control deck available, but just because you I think it'll be one control and two decks that want to curve you still just want to play first because it's more like if if that's how it sort of goes between the three teams, um, you're not gonna have that matchup where you you'd be you want to be on the draw. Or that that you um, that you expect that it's correct for you to be on the draw. You're not going to uh, the, the the chances are you want to be on the play. I think. I think. Yeah, I agree. If if you have the slow deck that wants to be on the draw, it's too risky to do it anyway because you'd have to be up against the other one from the the opposite team. Yeah, I mean, it only wants to be on the draw if if its opponent is not playing like you know one drop, <laughs> two drop, three drop. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, as for our next questions for from our viewers here, one of them by David Rogoff. Sorry, by I'm mispronouncing names. He's like, I'd be He says, I'd be curious to hear which cards you guys think have performed considerably better or worse than you anticipated initially. Um, I think we'll just quickly go with maybe one or two cards uh, from each of us. Travis, you have one uh, in mind. Undergrowth scavenger. I thought it was stone unplayable and garbage. And, uh, 
stolen and playable. Yeah, I was like, this is a four mana zero zero or whatever. <laughs> I don't want this in my deck. Too many things have to happen, but it turns out just it is a four mana zero it, it is. Well, like, <laughs> like technically, right? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's what it's it is. It is <laughs> in all the drafts I've done with all these little two drops just jamming into each other over and over, you don't even need synergy to make this thing work. You can just slam it in a deck with two drops, and you're going to at least get a four mana 3-3 three, three out of it, which is playable. So that that's one, and then I'd say Void Snare is the other. I've moved more and more towards wanting one of those in my main deck. Really? That's That's important for me to know. To stop the Voltron shenanigans people do. Like, you know, Pilgrim, Inferno Fist. Um, God, they'll play that stupid double strike enchantment and just all these horrible enchantments. Oh, Battle and Mastery. One Pegasus, and then you die. <laughs> but if I could just bounce the damn thing, it's all good. So th- those are my two. That's moved from I, I don't even consider this a card that exists to one that I really want in my sideboard of blue decks. Okay. Uh, what are your thoughts on the scavenger, Josh? Um, I I'm a little less excited to run it when I'm not the deck that wants to run, like when I'm not Seder Wayfindering. Um, but uh, I mean the card's really good in that deck. It's really good in in the in the in the deck that wants it. Or uh, and something like I've had it a couple times in a deck that's just like chock full of removal. Uh, maybe a little low on the stuff that puts up in my yard. But uh, I, I I think I think a lot of the time in a in a just normal green deck that although I don't draft a, a normal green deck very often in this format but uh, a lot of the time I'd I'd rather have another option for the main deck at four and maybe board into it if if there's a lot of attrition going on but because uh, you, you, like you don't want it stuck in your hand when you're getting hit by flyers um, but uh, uh, the the card the card the card in that deck, like the Seder, let me add Seder Wayfinder to the to the mix. Um, that that card, and that's a card I love, love, love. You were always high on that card. <laughs> I love that card. But when I looked when I looked at what M14 had to offer, I just didn't. It didn't seem like that was a legitimate strategy. But I, I think I was wrong. I, I think it's, I think it's a, it's it's actually um, one of the one of the better decks and just below like white green and and blue red um i have i would have black green i think and it's it's that deck is just like it it it's really really relying on synergy and i actually like i find myself pushing up the wayfinder up and, uh, higher and higher in my pick list because you just can't afford to not wheel them in in, in that deck but uh, that those that combination of cards wayfinder um the the, the four drop a card like uh, restock Restock's awesome, awesome. It's way better than I thought it would be in this format. Um, and that these are the kind, and these are the kind of strategies I, I, I really that are right up my alley. But I was avoiding them because uh, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't think that there were enough pieces in the format. But uh, uh, it's I've come around on it. Um. So. What 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 are cards that you is that is that was that your also your answer to David? As no, okay. Well, well Wayfinder yeah. might have been might have been there. Uh, let me throw Forge Devil. Um, Forge Devil's just like man, that card seems unbeatable sometimes. <laughs> like I I play Forge Devil and I peel it and then they can't lose. Uh, it, like <laughs> I I've actually felt that way. Like 
my opponent, I, I have Forge Devil in my opening hand, I, I can't lose because my opponent's deck is all pikers. And I just play Forge Devil and, 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 and like, I'm assuming I'm an aggressive deck. Like, I've had red blue aggressive decks that just get to, like, dominate the early game because I have two Forge Devils. Um, that, that card's been really, really good for me. Um, like considering considering what it is, like I, when I say really really good, I don't mean like uh, first pick slam like super. Power. It's obviously not an insanely powerful card, but it, it, it just for what it, for what its text says, um, it's it's performed like way way above my uh, my expectations. Um, and uh, I think my other one. Mm, my other one might be let's see oh i'm going to go uh i'm going to go with the uh 6 mana convoke uh in uh zombify or whatever okay so you thought it was good or bad initially oh i i i i thought it was borderline unplayable <laughs> like i thought it needed a special that that card that card's actually just been um Endless obedience is what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah that's 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 the one. I, I've had really good experiences with that card. Oh, can I add one more? Yeah, of course, um, of course. <laughs> uh, two cards. Okay, they go sort of go hand in hand. Uh, a Johnny's Pride Mate and and one two, Pegasus Garbage. Like, how is that? How is that a good card? It's a good card in this set. How is yeah, a one two flying lifelink? It's good. That card's good. I would never play that in any other format. Unless, like, my draft is a total train wreck, but, like, that's just what white wants to do. Like, Pride Mate, too. Like, Pride Mate's just so good because your white deck's... Because 1-1 one, one tap to gain a life is actually just a playable card in this format, somehow. Like, it's, like, all... Like, because you're... Like, that's what white does at common, is it, it takes sanctified charges. Like, that's all you have is stupid 1, 2, and 3 mana creatures. Hopefully less three mana and more one and two, that that do marginal things, and then sanctify charge and triplicate spirits. That's that's a white deck at common. So like, pride mate just randomly gets all this uh, the support anyways. That you don't have to. You're not warping your draft and running all these unplayable cards. That all these unplayable card like cards that are normally unplayable are just just happen to be playable in the white deck. So pride mate like I I take pride mate really early if I know I'm white. Wow, that's very interesting. I mean, um, for me, I, I haven't drafted much of these guys. Uh, the card that uh, that makes me go when I was playing pre-releases that made me go what uh, against players that you know were, were newer to the game or, or the cards sort of you know, that I thought I had skill edge against were the uh, and but I was shocked when my opponents played them or the I call them hybrid cards because I I don't have any way of calling them, which is, like, they, they have a certain ability it, uh, of a different color, like yeah. the tap guy, the chieftain. Oh, right, right. Whenever I'm playing, like, against, like, a relative new player and they have that, I'm just like, or, or the, the black guy who shocks, I'm just like, wow, I just can't beat you this game anymore. Like, I, I just can't win if <laughs> you play properly from this point forward. No, I you, just, like, they like, don't, they, they often don't even have to play properly. <laughs> Yeah, they just play the card and dead. That's the worst because like they have this card that just like could can can dominate the game so incredibly that they can make the wrong decision all the time, but you're still just getting blown away 
because the, they're also just like super efficient creatures too. All they have to do is turn them sideways, <laughs> activate it on anything, and, <laughs> and you're dead. <laughs> I was like, when they first played, like the black one was bad enough, but then when I first played against the the red gorilla in, in pre-release, I'm just like, really? Bonkers. I can't like I can't block. There's no way I can block. Smart thing. And a, four, and a four, 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 four in this format is just absurd already. <laughs> it's like, why are these guys so good? I, I, I don't get it. Like they're all, they're all. You know, you know which one? And and I would never would have guessed it. But you know which one's the? I think it is the worst by by. Like it's not even close. Okay, hold on, hold on. Let us guess. Let let me and Travis guess. So there's the tapping guy, the pump. There's, uh, the shock. Uh. Like, there's a, sorry, you trash? The lifelink one, the blue-black one. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, the 2-4 lifelink for 2 mana, and then there's, which one we're missing? Oh, oh the Sunblade Elf. The Sunblade Elf. Whew. They've all been pretty damn good when I face them. So what's your pick for worst? What do you think Josh is going to say is the worst one? Uh, the Dauntless River Marshal. The tapping guy? Yeah, yeah it's not even close. He's the worst by far. Because of the mana, insane. right? He's still insane. Mana. But, like... Uh, it's four to, he doesn't actually do anything more than being a 3-2 for 2, which is still good, but... Which is still fucking good. But, but everybody <laughs> can trade, everybody can trade for that. Right, right. Um, they just can't forge devil it, I guess, but... <laughs> like, that guy doesn't do anything until you actually spend the four mana. The other guys... You got uh, threat of activation. Just the threat of activation is just warp, game warping you. Oh, and guys. they're huge. And they're huge already, like... Uh, I think he's the worst by far. The 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 three mana two four. You do have to activate mana, but it's only two mana, and this tends to be a racing format uh, where not only does a two four like hold the fort really well for three, uh, he just makes your big guy gain you life, and you can't lose a yeah. race. You remember Dark Thicket Wolf and Innistrad? Yeah. Yeah. Like the okay. Curd Chieftain and the Shock Giant turn basically all of your creatures into Dark Thicket Wolves. And then after they don't block them, you can cast something else that they can't block next turn. Yeah. <laughs> um, I was I was thinking in in Providence for us, I thought it was going to be hard to build decks because it was a five color block, but because of the guilds, it lent us uh, it gave us clues as to what would be the more powerful strategies. And and I'm thinking if we get, if me and Travis open a bunch of these cards, we're going to be like, oh, for sure, we're this color. We need to be. Red green because we we got a bunch of these gorillas that we have to play. <laughs> One of us has to play them, <laughs> right, Travis? Yeah, no monkey business, man. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to pick up a box um, before I fly out, so not sure what time you guys are doing there, but I'd like to do at least two sample opens and builds. Yeah, you're wrong, Travis. This is how we're supposed to build it. <laughs> yeah, I want to have all those arguments before we we start. Yeah. And I think I think um, like much like with uh, Ravnica, well, it's it's still super different. Uh, this is this should be a lot less complicated, but it, but it, I think it gets simplified even more because um, like once you've seen the draft format, there are these certain archetypes that are very very well defined that you that you you either see whether you have it or not, and how like how good it is, and and then so your I think your first deck and maybe even two decks are going to be very easy to build and the third one just sort of by process of elimination and that's how Ravnica worked right like you, <laughs> you saw your best guild okay what do we and this is my second best guild and okay, then by process of elimination 
let's just put everything else in Travis's deck. That's yeah, that was the best. That worked great. Give me the best gruel deck we could ever build. Give give uh, Josh like a flying deck, and then we like put all the all the rest of the garbage in Travis's deck. And uh, I'm glad I'm glad we convinced them. Made sure one one of the key moments uh, of that uh, building process was reassuring him that both of us felt sire of insanity was insane <laughs> and him telling us after <laughs> you were absolutely right it was, yeah. it was bonkers i mean i i had the pleasure of playing it a few uh, that card a few times before the uh before our uh our event and uh the card just uh yeah the card was really good <laughs> yeah. um i wanted to go back on uh quickly on also oh, actually i wasn't finished answering the question david um one card that I wouldn't say considerably considerably worse. It just I was really excited uh, my last draft where I drafted like almost a mono Welkin turn deck, and I thought I was just gonna hammer people to death. But in this format, it's probably not a sure thing where I got Forge Devils or where they were able to get triple, uh, triplets out, uh, triplet spirit. Sorry. So, but it's still a very good card. But I wanted to get back to to Josh on on Forge Devil. It seems like to me, based on all the talk, talk we've done, it's it's first pickable, right? There's some packs you're gonna first pick this card. No. 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 It's not first pickable. There's always what? something better. There's okay. always something better. But if if you're red, you want to start picking them around like fifth or sixth. It's, that may be a little too early, but that's where I'm going to start if I haven't picked my second color yet. Yeah, he's not like he's not a reason to go red, and that's what you're looking for in your first pick. You're looking for something that defines your direction. Like he's he's a really good support card, and and um, I mean I could see taking him really early in pack three if I feel like that's the hole that's a hole in my deck, especially if I'm like in red blue with a bunch of peels. And like a, a illusory angel is did I say that word yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like if I have if I have things like that, uh, quicklings and yeah, then then I'm like then I might once my deck's established, I might start taking him uh, a little earlier. But yeah, I think fifth, fifth, and sixth is uh, sounds about right to me. Like your first picks in red, just looking at commons and uncommons, are probably lightning strike, stoke the flames, and maybe the borderland marauder. Those are things that make me want to play red, and the pack yeah. would have to be pretty weak for the Marauder to make it, but she would sometimes. Actually, on on the topic of uh, overperforming cards, uh, man, that that two three uh, that that makes dragons, like I I, I just oh, described yeah. it, and Rude it obviously paper. sounds insane. He makes dragons, but like we have to if the aura him. That card that card's been really really good for me, just because um, the two common red auras are really really somehow really good like the 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 plus two plus zero crack it to shock that card obviously seems good but right. hammer, but hammer hand it's surprisingly playable it's i've <laughs> I've, I've i've run like four of them and been ecstatic about it really really yeah. wow yeah i mean there's a, that's a deck that's a deck in this format like the deck i'm talking about like you're running three of them like red blue aggro you like, like that's what that's why that's why I really like red blue because like worst case I get to run four hammer hands and just crush people because you because you're tapping stuff down with like a frost links bouncing something with a peel 
hammer handing your links, killing them with it, that, like that sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, welcome turns and uh, yeah, yeah, and like uh, you've, there's a lot of like you get to play a lot of two drops and like especially because like that's sort of like like you're gonna you're you're gonna play the the mirror, not not necessarily red blue mirror, but like another deck that wants to be doing the same thing, like curving with ones and twos, but that red blue deck just has such a huge edge because you get Forge Devil and like hammer hand to for to, to haste your guy out and like remove a blocker, just like destroy them in the race. Peel and like Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red red blue aggro is like and you get to play like because like I don't I, I ne that just that's just me. I never go into a draft planning for that to be my strategy. My dream is to just have like <laughs> All the divinations and uh, Jace's ingenuities, and 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 play this awesome red blue control deck. But it, doesn't, but it doesn't always happen. And yeah, Hammerhand, like, and then that's why like that two three, because like there's a the there's like my red decks are are either on one end of of the spectrum or the other. They're either playing like Cone of Flame. Well, I mean, I'll play Cone of Flame anyway. But <laughs> we'll splash it if I have to. But either they're like. They're, they're like removal, like mostly just removal, and then I'm drawing stuff in blue. Or they're like balls to the wall aggro, bunch of like eight two drops, whatever, whatever I have, and like hammer hands and, and and friends. What Travis? We gotta try voice, this. Voice. You, I've never tried it. Travis was talking about voice snare. This is the only deck I want voice snare in. Or what is it called? Voice snare? Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. That, that's the deck I want voice there. Hammerhand Hammer Hammer just looks like a card that I would never draft ever. Hammerhand's better than Voice there. Wow, Travis. See, I I haven't Imagine. played this deck, so I need to I need to try that deck before I can feel comfortable with that statement. Or are we, we got a week. <laughs> are we, we got a week. Oh, I'll I'll play it. Don't worry, I'll, I'll be on all day Wednesday. Um, <laughs> Are we first picking a broodkeeper and like fist pumping? Yeah, I, 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 the first time I did it, I was unhappy. I was like, this is the worst pack ever. Okay, I'm trying this card. But wow. uh, now, now I like, uh, I'm not taking. I, I'm if I'm taking first picking a red card, I hope it's a cone of flame, a lightning strike, or uh, the the other one. That's what I hope it is. But I'm not embarrassed to to, to first pick a broodkeeper. I, I, I would still rather keep my op. I feel like the power in red is being able to be flexible between that the stupid aggro deck and the and, and something more controlling. But but uh, I'm not embarrassed to first pick him anymore. Man, I have to draft this. Like I'm, I'm not talking about never draft in this format, but a card that's similar to this card in the past. I don't think I don't think I have drafted anything. That, that Hammerhand is a hell of a lot of text for a one mana aura. Like it's plus one plus one, haste and a thing can't block. Like true, it's fair. That's fair. Picture picture playing that on turn three with a two drop. Like you played you you played a two drop, and now you get to play that a two drop on that, and then and then on the on the next turn you get to play another two or three drop and a hammer hand. You're you're way way ahead. You're hammering them. You're way, way ahead. <laughs> That's and so like, bad. You get to play like 15 lands. If if you're really lucky, you get to play 15 lands in that deck. Okay, wow. And, uh, I mean, if we get the top four and we win the GP, Josh, we're like, thank you, Josh. Hammerhand is taking this GP home, man. 
Now this one's a rare. You don't see it often. Chasm Skulker. If if they play that against you, you have to kill it immediately because they always have divination and are swinging on you for four next turn. That has been my experience. With Either you have to kill it immediately or you have to ignore it forever. Yeah, which is and hard. Like, jumping, like yeah. ignoring not fully, but jumping. Um, the card's good. Um, we had a question from Adrian, but it, a, a joke question from Adrian, but that uh, I think he's deleted it subsequently. But it's how fat is your cat, Travis? <laughs> uh, Dutch is 22 pounds. The ideal weight for him would be 20 pounds. He's a big cat in addition to being fat, um, and he is on a diet, which is why he's passed out on the floor right now. <laughs> he's like just laying there. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of sad. Now that I've started streaming more, I'll have people when I'm playing them in Moto, they'll go, "I know you. You're the dude with the cat." I'm like, yeah, that's that's me. That's your, no, that can't be your thing. You cannot make that your thing. That's a... No, it's <laughs> has hats. I have a cat. Okay. Um. Barry has another question. Have you ever, I'll click select first, have you ever tried to draft black, white, life gain deck, or is it too dependent on getting a Johnny's Pride Mate and Wall of Limbs? Ooh, Wall of Limbs. Have you ever played that? Travis? Yeah. We'll start with Travis. I have not yet. It sounds like a dream come true, so I may have to get that one in before I fly out. Because <laughs> um, that's right up my alley of stupid things I want to try with this set. But I, I haven't made the black, white, life gain deck work. <laughs> and not even Josh, the guy who goes all the way in left field. <laughs> uh, pride me, yes. Uh, as I said before, like I, I, I take, I think pride mates a pretty early pick anyway. Um, and sure, if you pick up a couple early, black's the best way to pair it. You get to play uh, covenant, the two, one, the two one life link, and the covenant. Um, but. Uh, uh, yeah, the wall of limbs, man. You'd have to be, uh, you'd have to have a lot of life gain. Like, I don't know. I mean, if I had somehow had a deck that wanted to run congregate, that would be a weird deck. <laughs> oh yeah, there's one card. I'm, I'm curious what you guys think about how good it, how good it is on like the good to bad scale. Is uh. Starting with you, Travis, is Blood Host. Uh, when I when I played against it, I mean, when I look at it, it looks like a all right creature. It was sort of annoying when I was playing against my friend Kenny in a draft. So is it just like an okay card? Is it really good, uh, Travis? I've never played with it. I played against it once. I don't think I've had enough experience to have a real great opinion. I'm not sure what you want to do with it. It's a five mana three three and I can sack my own dudes to pump it. Like, maybe if I've got incidental dudes to sack, but there's not even, like, a pacifism here. Like, right. I'm just not sure where you'd want it. So I, I'm not super excited about a blood host. I guess it gives you the options to make... Maybe they were doing it so you could put your own stuff in your graveyard to pump your scavengers. I don't even know what it's for. Josh? Um, I think it's I think it's fine. It's uh, I what I what I found like I I I think it's a it's a decent card. Like it's three three for for five, but uh, like you cash in their removal on it. You cash in your like Heliods thingy or uh, hopefully not Black Cats, but you can cash in the Black Cats. But like Seder Wayfinder, like there are things to cash in, and you cash in on their removal. Um. And, and it, like gaining two life every time you do it is is a thing. I, I found it just 
that I that most of the time I just prefer to run like in that slot I'd prefer to run the three five. Um, Maggot. Oh man, that guy's amazing. Yeah, he's talking about the Blood Gorger Maggot or whatever. Right, right. This the Siege Mastodon with an ability. <laughs> yeah, there's there's that, and there's the four four three fly the guy that you can pay two life to give flying. I'd rather have either of those cards in in that pretty much any deck that can cast them. Um, see, the the blood host to me what was the most annoying part about that was was definitely the the, the life game, the two life, and uh, I was in a race against him, and it was just like it's it's what helped him, I think. Again, I don't remember the outcome, but it, it was. I just remember. I'm like, that guy's actually fucking annoying. <laughs> yeah. It and it took me a while. Like, I don't think it's quite on the annoying level as the Pegasus, but sometimes bad cards, or you know, air quotes, bad cards win games. That still doesn't make them good. The guy living the dream with the insult ornithopter, you know, he he won the lottery. Good for him. But that that doesn't mean I want to do it. Um. Trav, I mean not Travis, sorry. Josh is, uh, I guess, is uh, tending to his wife. So uh, the final segment of this show before we wrap things up for me is still some of the artifacts in the set. Uh, I don't have enough experience with them, and I mean my local crew, uh, the, the group who plays and drafts at mainly at Check Swing, uh, my local store, is really high on hot soup. And then there are other artifacts that I've played against that I feel like I've, I've never drafted in a million years, but have been annoying to play against. Uh, I think I, I I went, holy shit, um, I'm actually, my deck's actually called to a brawler's plate if he play, puts it on any of his dudes, and that's the biggest dude on the board, and I can't really race it, even though it's beyond clunky uh, with format to equip. And then there's Avarice Amulet as well. I'm not even, like, LSV, in his, even in his set review, put it as fairly low in terms of his rating system. But being able to draw two cards a turn if it, if it survives um, seems really powerful. So I'm going to start with what I named first for you, Travis, is what, what, what are your experiences with Hot Soup, and what do you think of it on a scale of 1 to 10? not like windmill slamming a hot soup I think just to start off like in general artifacts in the set you've got commons in three colors that that destroy them you know red has torch fiend and blast fire bolt specifically for equipment um, green has naturalize and white has solemn offering and then you, you go up from there and get more and better things to destroy artifacts so even in the artifacts matters deck I don't want the bad artifacts that might make, make me want to play, you know, like as we're building a deck, I'd want to move the more of the artifacts towards that deck, but like hot soup on its own, I'm not super stoked about unless I'm playing a deck that has a lot of fatties. So maybe I've got the, the five, three mongrels or I'm in a green deck and I know that they're not going to use damage based removal. Then I'm going to start talking about hot soup. Uh, Josh, we're just talking about the artifacts in, in this format and how I'm not entirely uh, sure how to evaluate them. Uh, my local group is really high on hot soup. Uh, what's your take on that card? Eh, I've boarded it. I boarded in more than that main decade. Um, I, I'd probably want like three of that uh, 
four mana of uh, five three before. Iron I've done exactly that. I had three of those. I was like, all right, hot soup's in. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, which card are you talking about? Like, what's the name? Scrapyard Mongrel. Yeah, that's the one. What Scrapyard. color? Red. Okay. He's a hill giant that gets plus two plus zero on trample when you control an artifact. Oh, wow, okay. Yeah, you feed that puppy hot soup and you're common. in business. He's a common. For four mana. Hmm. That is pretty sweet. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the, the, I, I was just also asking Travis, so Josh, I'll have you go first for the next one. Uh, Avarice Amulet, what do you think about that, that artifact? Um, I feel, I feel like it's, uh, I feel like it's going to lose you close to as many games as it's going to win you. Hmm. Um, like it, it's going to swing a game a lot. Like some, sometimes it's just going to be too expensive and you can't, you don't have time to like play it, then equip it anyway. Um, I feel like it's a bit of a swingy card. I've I've boarded into it. I've uh, the one time I was happy to main deck it was when I had a few artifact matters cards and a hoarding dragon just for hoarding dragon value, and I was okay. I, I put it on a wall of fire, and it was good. I don't know. I'm not I'm not like because then like you know they had to they had to use the removal of my wall of fire and not my real creatures. So. Right, because a lot of times you don't even want like a lot of times if you have it and you equip it that creature you don't even want to block with it because you can't, right? Because you don't want to lose yeah. your guy. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it, it just like um, I, I, f I feel like it just might it, 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 it has a big like it, maybe maybe where you want it is when you're when you feel like you're a bit outclassed, uh, you can board into it when they don't have much removal. But it's it's a very it's it's a very high variance card. Obviously, they have to have the first thing. Like you play it, you you have the advantage. You played it, um, and they have to have removal. And it's just that when they when they have removal, it's really really bad for you. It's really really bad. Travis, you concur or? Yeah, I'm with Josh on this one. Um, at four to cast, two to equip. Yeah, it puts a magnet on one of your bad creatures. But if they have it then they got a free card. Like, you have to draw the first card before it's replaced itself. So you have to have it equipped to one of your dudes and have it survive two full turn cycles before you've really gotten an advantage. It, unless you consider plus two, plus oh, an advantage. And I don't for six mana. So, like, I, I tend to think of it as, like, a high variance card. And because I think I'm better than I actually am, I'll avoid those. <laughs> I'm not good enough for that to matter yet, but I'm hoping to get there. <laughs> I love it. I love that's, it. That's the right spirit, anyway, right? Like, you, I mean, there, there's a time and place for high variance cards, regardless of your skill level. Like, sometimes your deck needs a high variance card. Agree. Because there's a there's a train wreck that happened, but <laughs> that's where I want it. I want an Avarice amulet on the front of that engine. Yeah, <laughs> full steam ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay, last card to end the show, Travis. Uh, Brawler's plane. Is it just flat garbage? Um, no, it's it's. There's decks where I'll play it. I need a lot of artifacts, matters cards, and I need to feel like my opponent is playing damage-based removal, so that they'll give they'll they'll give me a chance to equip it and not just blow me out. Like if I'm playing against, um, say, red green, 
most of their their removal is damage based. They're going to hunt for the weak. They're going to lightning strike. They're going to convoke the flames or whatever. If they'll tap out and I can put it on a three three, that's okay. I built my own five five and now they probably can't kill it. Um, other than that, it's just a little too clunky for me. I'm like anybody that wants to kill artifacts in in this set. There's just too many cards that do that. Josh. Yeah, can we compare that to another card? Sure. Um, because I've never I've never run plate, and I I th there's another card that I think I'll run before I run the plate. Um, where is it? I'm trying to look for the name of it. On, I'm on. Oh yeah, Sacred Armory. Has anyone run that yet? I've played against it. I feel that like the card's actually good, but it, I keep cutting it because I'm because I'm an idiot. I keep. <laughs> you're an idiot. No, you're not. You're not. No, I think I'm an idiot because I should have tried it. Because I swear, I, every time I take it, like I think it's good in this deck, I should try it. And I get to deck building, and I cut. It's the, it's the last card I cut, and then and then I go to the next draft. And I'm like, oh, I think it's good in this deck. I think I'll take it and try it, and I just cut it again. And I, I, I at least want to try it. What, what type of deck did you think it was good against, Josh? No, it's not against okay. or anything. Like I don't know. Like it's, it gets better if you have cards that care about having artifacts in play, or it gets better when you have like. Value one ones and one twos and stuff. I feel like like it's a really good man. If you don't have another mana stick, that's a pretty good mana. Like all your things get to trade up, or right, right, right. all your extra mana goes into the unblocked creature or your evasive guy. I don't. I I actually feel like the card's good, and I've just I I've never had the balls to try it. Travis, like I said, I've I've played against it. Um, and essentially what this the deck I was playing against was doing was triplicate spiritsing out, and they apparently didn't have the Righteous Charge or whatever, and this was his version of it. Um, it's a bad version of Righteous Charge. If Righteous Charge is what you want, Armory This is, is a bad version of it. Yeah. Um, it, it got him close, but like it, if you can handle... I think what where you want it is when you've got an overwhelming ground force and you need to force through damage because the threat of activation makes blocks awkward for them, but if you're in a place where you're attacking with a bunch of dudes anyway... Uh, yeah, I'll yeah. definitely give it higher marks than than Brawler's Plate, and I, I've played it once in one of my own decks because again it was the three mongrel like two. Uh, <laughs> oh man, I come to drive this deck. What are the so the two what? three blue guys that yeah, tinkerers? Tinkerer, yeah. Yeah, like with those guys, I was like, all right, I'll run it. I I lost too quickly to actually have drawn it, um, but that that's no marks against the card. I, I like it better than Brawler's Plate. Better than both of them, I like the Gargoyle Sentinel. Yeah, like, that's the best one for activating Greer. Yeah, that guy, that guy's beast. I just want him all the time in every deck. It doesn't matter if I'm aggressive or defensive or whatever. If even if I don't even have Artifact Matters cards, I'm just happy to have one of those in my deck. I I, I actually I, I first picked them multiple times just because they're 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 really good and and they keep you open. How about Willforged Golem? Uh, I'm less happy about him, but I've run him. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat. Yeah. So we have one. Actually, we'll answer this one question. We got someone who wants to to know our opinion of meteorite. Josh, um, I've run it. Uh, I'm I'm happy to. I'm like it's another one of those things. Like the more artifact matters have, the happier you're gonna be to run it. Or uh, if you have uh, like when once you have a seven drop in your deck, it gets a little bit better. Get a little bit more appealing. Yeah, you, you need like a seven drop, and you're splashing something. It's yeah. a whole lot better. It's a whole lot better there. 
but I, I, I in a two color it. in a two color like like curve that's peaking at three yeah <laughs> I, when you're playing against that two color deck that's peaking at three that's where if I've got a meteorite in my sideboard I've brought it in because oh, I don't I, care I, how I, expensive I think, the shock is I want to use it I mean peak like yeah like this like not ending at three but like yeah, but you've but yeah, played. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've played. I mean, you, you said earlier the format's a lot of bears, and it really yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah, like, yeah definitely. Just all bears all the time. I'll side in the meteorite. Like five mana shocks, fine. I don't know. I, yeah, as an answer, as an answer to a like, it, I, I think at that point I'd want there to be a specific bear that I want to answer. Like, as bad as an answer to a one drop a five mana meteorite is, <laughs> sometimes you can't beat Sunblade Elf. So. <sighs> Like, like I, they have to have some, not just normal grizzly bears, but like super mega ultra bears, before I'm boarding it as an answer to a bear. <laughs> okay, I'm down. Super mega ultra bears. Yeah. That cycle is too strong. I, I think I'm gonna tilt every time someone mentions a card from that cycle. <laughs> just hope it's the River Marshal. He's not so dumb. <laughs> He's still amazing. Yeah. He's still He's insane. Amazing. He's still insane. Yeah. Three, two, That's just how good this. That's just how good the cycle is. He's the worst. Yeah. By far. I think by far, but he's still insane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how good the cycle is. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I think that's going to wrap up our uh, first show in a while. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. We appreciate all the questions you gave to us. And uh, I think I'm looking forward to hitting up Portland. And uh, we'll see. If I don't see happens. you guys, good, good luck. For it. I don't speak to you guys. Uh, good luck. Take it down. Hammerfist. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Hashtag to Team Hammerfist. All right, we got our team name. <laughs> Wait, it's Hammerhand. It's Hammerhand. Yeah, but it's nice when you combine the two. It sounds better when you combine the two auras. Infer yeah, Infernal like, Fist with Hammerhand. Yeah, well, you just get problems like with the verbiage of when you cast Inferno Fist on one of your creatures. Like, try saying, I'm going to fist this sable on stream and see how that goes. <laughs> I kind of do it on purpose, but... <laughs> yeah, I kind of didn't the first time. <laughs> All right. All right, catch you guys later. Bye, guys. Bye, thank you. Bye.